Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. everyone, and thank you once again for joining me for another version of Your Pleasure. It has been my honor to come into your homes for the past 32 times and speak to you about the things that are most important to me. I can't say that uh, I have covered them all because God is very important to me, but this show is not based on religion, so I won't go there. But the one thing that I know is that our lives are to enjoy. They are for our pleasure, for your pleasure. And although it's important to work hard and achieve a certain modicum of success, the things on the outside of your life are not as important as the things on the inside of your life. Because you can live in a hovel, but if you are happy, with what you have, and if you are happy with yourself, it doesn't matter. You could also live in a mansion, and if you are not happy with yourself, it doesn't matter. So what I'm saying to you is that pleasure is something that we strive for. We want it on a physical level. We want it on a spiritual level. We want it on an intellectual level. And when we stay between the banks of pleasure and pain. We are able to appreciate the pleasures because of the pain that we have gone through. So it's important to remember that nothing in life is a mistake. Everything has some kind of an understanding and lesson in it for you. And if you are wise enough to learn, you will know that the whole point of being here is to nurture yourself, to love yourself, and to find yourself. So tonight I am going to have a guest speaker. Before I bring her on, I want to emphasize that this show is brought to you by www.yourpleasure, that's one word, .com, which will lead you to a larger site, sensuality, sexuality, pleasureadvice.com. And there are over 300 pages under the different topics to the left in the links, 300 topics on anything and everything that can possibly um, cross your mind, whether it's breastfeeding and sexuality, exercise and sexuality, sensuality, pleasure, whatever it is, 
it's all there. And I invite you to come to my website and write your opinions. And if you have something to say that can benefit the world, I want to hear it and I want to post it. Of course, if you are emphasizing hatred, possessiveness, jealousy, or ownership, none of that will get posted. So we're going to talk about a couple of things tonight. If you should hear me mention any products, remember that all the products that I mentioned can be found on my website under the Your Pleasure shop. Whether it's me or one of my affiliates, the items are all there for your pleasure. So now, without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest for the evening, Ms. Annie Banks. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, Annie, are you there? I'm here, yeah. It's Annie Brooke, just like water. Sorry, sorry, Brooke. You know, That's okay. I had a brain fart. You have to excuse me. It happens. Well, it's good that we don't have to be perfect, isn't it? Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, I want to yeah. thank you so much for coming on my show today because I really believe that people need to understand that they are more than a, just a sum of the parts. They are a history. They are um, their fears. They are their memories. And um, the things that turn us all on are as individual as the individual life that was lived that got you to this point. And if you, you really can't fault yourself for being where you are and seeing what you see and being affected by it however you are. If it was some, you know, whether it's a scent, like some people are so turned on by almond. Other people are so turned on by cinnamon. Something in that person's life way back when, when they were being nurtured and loved and cared for, smelled like cinnamon or smelled like vanilla or almond or whatever it is. So one can never tell which way you're going to go. And and um, I'm just wondering how far back you want to take us in uh, looking at how our history affects us. That's a great question. And many people look back into childhood or what happened as a teenager and what's exciting now, and I'm a, a movement psychologist and a body-centered psychotherapist with a clinical practice and a center in Boulder, Colorado. And what I'm so excited about is that those memories go back before we could think. Right. So that means the earliest impressions, just like you said, way back in the early nurturing cycle where we're just learning to to in a way to operate a body as a little right. infant those impressions register in the level of the emotional brain and they register in the level of the survival brain right what's so exciting about it is if you had a um is that we can actually as adults go back in there and clear out things that get in the way of our happiness and pleasure. Right, right. Because we have the process of thought, and we can understand what it was. We can make sense of it mm-hmm. or not make sense of it, but we can accept it. Sometimes things happen in your life, and you can bemoan them forever, or you can say, that happened then, I get it. That's not happening now, I'm moving on. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. Uh, 
with things in your past, whether they are of a, of a physical nature or even a psychological slur, a, a, an insult. Yeah, you know what I think about is that we really have the opportunity to integrate the emotional body and the physical body and the mental body so that we can really orient towards satisfaction and pleasure. And I don't mean this in a completely hedonistic way. I mean it in a way that involves one's, you know, good self-care and care for others and care for community. But if we're stuck in a fear-based early experience, that buried deep in the nervous system is going to show up in adult interactions. Right. And that's the place where I feel the most excitement is that there are now body-centered methods in psychotherapy that allow people to go back into the fear and digest it in a way. Right, right. Like if you have a fear of abandonment, then maybe one of your parents wasn't there for you. And you have a fear of abandonment or a fear of not being loved enough. You can um, understand where that fear came from, mm-hmm. who the person is that you know was affecting you like that, mm-hmm. and understand what they were going through and forgive them. Because right. I think the only way to move forward is through forgiveness, through forgiveness of. I think that's a really important others. part. I'm sorry? Yeah. I can tell we're so excited I'm talking over you. Let me slow down here. That's okay, hon. Go ahead. Yeah. I think the forgiveness is an essential step. I think a step even before that is the awareness. Right. Absolutely. And the awareness, to me, has multiple branches. One is just becoming aware of triggered responses, meaning when I'm treating someone not like who they really are, but as if they're someone from my old movie. Mm -hmm. That that's really unfair to myself, the relationship, and the interaction. And then there's an awareness of um, how that happens on the body level. So one of the things that often happens is we wanted, you know, a good mom or a good dad to protect us keep us safe. Those are the basic needs from early infancy and to love us, to look at us with love and affection. If we didn't get that and we survived it, what happens is inside the brain, there's a little program, I call it neural coupling. That means if, say I survived uh, aggression, then I might try to keep choosing partners who are really aggressive. Or I might even train somebody who's not aggressive to start becoming aggressive. Right. It's so interesting and, and complex how we want to recreate what's familiar, even if it doesn't give us pleasure. Right, right. You know, I, I, I hear myself in what you were saying. Um, I was married to someone once before, before my this husband, and um, he was... He was a gentle soul for the most part, but at one point he got just as violent as the man I had dated before him. And I thought, do I want this in my life? And I was like, absolutely not, do not want this. And so 
Then when I allowed myself to have another relationship, it was with the total understanding that that was not something that was going to ever serve me again. As sexy as it might look, it's Mm -hmm. not that sexy. It's violence, it's humiliation, it's degradation, it's disrespect, and um, that's not healthy. So I made a healthy choice, and I feel like this husband is... This is the last husband. There's not going to be any more husbands after this one. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I only hope that he lasts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, what's so great about what you're saying is that we can learn. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to keep replaying the same pattern over and over again. Yes. But, but it takes a kind of consciousness, and then it takes a kind of discipline. And a willingness. Yep, yep. And there's something that just touches my heart, which is so many, um, I don't know quite the right words to say this, so I'm going to bumble around here, but it's the sense that if a little infant does not get love reflected back at them, or if the surrounding environment is too chaotic or crazy or emotional drama, the the child can think they're the cause of all the bad things, right? Even though they're not, right? But they but by thinking that it actually helps them regulate their own nervous system. It gives them a type of control in a chaotic situation, right? You so know, I ha- think that what, you're, what you're saying is goes before they even start thinking, because yes. we are all pure energy. Right. And if energy around you is disruptive and you are there and you don't understand English and you don't understand what anybody's saying and you don't understand the sirens in the background, you don't understand any of that, all you know is what it feels like. And what it feels like is scary. It's aggressive. It's tense. It's not safe. And then when the thoughts start to come and the the words of love and affection and the touches are not there, that further emphasizes the child's disconnect with their peaceful side and their connection with the craziness around them. You exactly. know what I mean? Yep, because I think you all have that connect when we're in utero and mm-hmm. shortly after we get out. But once you get out, now you are in the world. In fact, you know, according to Ayurvedic, and and, uh, Deepak Chopra talked about this, we in utero feel what our mother is feeling. And so if she is having a bad time, if she's scared, if she's thinking abortion, if she's desperate, if she's hungry, if she's worried, baby feels all that stuff too. They do. Right, exactly. And here I want to make it really clear that mothers don't have to be perfect. Of course not. Of that, course. Because part of life, you know, there's it's a real confusion at times. Right. But what what's exciting is that by knowing the story, say if you're an adult working with your own story, it's like you can know the story and start to disengage the drama. Exactly. Like that was mom's drama or dad's drama, right, but right. I can make a new choice. And Ooh. then the part that I think is, is harder to do but but really produces the deepest healing, I call it neuroplasticity. It's like where the brain is actually willing to accept new ideas, is that if 
you can sit with the sensations of discomfort from these old memories and add breath and not run away from them or use substances to avoid the sensation or use food to avoid the sensation, but stay with sensations and let them pass through. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is you're giving yourself a message that I'm not going to abandon myself. Right. And the good news as an adult is we have more cells that actually metabolize the emotional chemicals that were stored in the body because there was no way to express them at that time. Right, right. No way to express them. And now as a rational, thinking, intelligent adult, we want to look at our behavior and we want to understand why we do crazy sometimes. Why Exactly. We why we do insane sometimes. I mean, seriously, people need to look at their actions. And and I think once we realize that we are not base creatures, we are all deserving of love and we are all deserving of respect. And so anything that was less than love and respect when you are younger uh, can have a negative impact on you today. Yes. Or you can choose to not let it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, I can I'm, say yeah. there are several times in my life where I have been accosted in some terrible ways, and I don't want to get into any details, but if I was another woman, I would be a victim, and mm-hmm. I would be a, a rape survivor. I, right. That would be a title. But I don't look at myself like that. I am no victim, and I haven't so been So what victim. you're doing, have, which is the place for... You know, I think where where real power lives instead of what I call sneaky power, mm. that real power comes from getting off the victim, perpetrator, rescuer triangle. Right. And right. we create that in our relationships. We want a partner to rescue us from our fear. Right. You know, or we, but we'll flip into perpetrator, victim, rescuer, and that triangle has so much emotional energy. And a triangle is the most stabilizing force. You know, it's a very stable geometric shape. Right. And you have to get off that triangle. Right. So what's the better shape? If you're not going to do a triangle, what do you want? You want clear communication skills, okay. which rather than pulling in a third party or calling your best friend all the time to complain about your partner, right? you want to, to get the skills to actually learn how to deal with discomfort and conflict in person. Right. And the nice thing is that there's a lot of different resources where if people practice, they have to be willing to practice and learn, and sometimes it feels a little tedious because slowing down the emotional reactivity is the way we heal. Yes. We learn how to listen. We learn how to take somebody's... Uh, you know, if someone's mad at me, I want to listen for the grain of truth in what they're saying. I don't want to defend myself. I don't want to blame them back. But if I can feel the grain of truth and if I can put myself in their shoes, then my heart opens to them. Right. And Absolutely. when those hearts open, that's what you're talking about is we're all heartfelt beings. And if we feel safe, then our hearts flourish. Then we're organically kind and caring of others. So the resources to be able to repair, because nobody's had perfect lives. 
You know, and and the first step off this cycle of the power triangle is to notice you're miserable. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the awareness of, oh, my gosh, here I did it again. What if you're the the kind of person that says, well, the reason I'm miserable is because everybody around me is making me miserable. Then you say to yourself, you're being a victim. And, you know, my boss won't give me a raise and my friends don't appreciate (laughs) all the work I do for them. So I'm a miserable person because... You know, I give, 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 and I never get, get, get. Good so question. what do you say to somebody like that? I say to them, are you when you talk like that, are you the victim, the perpetrator, or the rescuer? Mm. Okay. Because that has a pretty victim sound to it. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, and that means that if they, anyone who feels like a victim is going to become a perpetrator. And they might do it sideways and not feel powerful about it, but they'll do it. Right. So the, the that first step is really taking ownership of your own uh, frustrated energy and not blaming others. I remember, you know, in my mid-30s, I had had sort of two failed long-term relationships. I'd done my best. I'd worked really hard. And I finally just said, you know, it's got to be me. And I started really looking at myself, and I, I sought a good therapist to help me. Mm-hmm. And I went back and sort of teased apart my family dynamics and kind of saw what my mom did with my stepdad and how all that stuff had influenced me to have what I call coping strategies instead of present-day response. Right, right. So, you know, having a good reflective ear who's a qualified professional can really help. Or using the literature, if you don't have the funds to afford a professional, you can, you know, do some reading, do some reflective writing, do some inquiry, but stop blaming others. Right. It's key. Yeah. It's very important. I think that um, it sounds sounds too easy, and you're going to hear a lot of buts, but... You can you can uh, do a, do, a double butt and say uh, no buts about it. <laughs> if you are going to blame the world for being miserable, then you're not taking ownership of your life. You are going to be like flotsam floating in the sea of life, banging against people who want something from you, take something from you, and you'll be so busy wanting to hold on to everything in almost a desperate way. Right. You know? Well, you know what? A lot of people like that end up hoarding. They hoard mm-hmm. family. They hoard things. They hoard mm-hmm. life, and that's really not an open heart. No, that's a fear-based. Right. And the the, the thing that I like about all this is one level is sort of the mental understanding and the emotional work, but that there's a way to retrain the body mind through yeah. movement that can help a person learn how to recognize satisfaction, how to go go towards it. Because if you've never grown up with feeling satisfied or having your needs met, you don't even have a map. And on my website, I have an article called The Satisfaction Cycle. And it's a real simple explanation of movement actions that you can pattern into your body that then start to tell your brain, hey, wait a minute here, you you need to push a little more, you need to reach. What I mean by that is sometimes if we don't soften to know what we're feeling and then we go right into attack or withdrawal, 
we're not going to get satisfaction. But if we can soften and we can, uh, you've probably heard a word ground. All that means is, you know, stay present. Push down through your legs into the earth so you have a place to stand if, in order to engage in difficulty and figure something out. And then reach is another action. Some people never really reach for what they want. And other people never take hold of what they want. You know, they'll reach and reach and reach, and it's right in front of them, but they don't know how to take hold of it or to pull it in. Right. Some people are really greedy, what you're talking about, hoarders. They'll, you know, reach and take hold and grasp and pull it in, and then they'll reach and grasp something else and something else. But what they never do is soften and sort of digest what they've got to enjoy it. Right. Right. And that's that satisfaction cycle. It's something you can do in a simple activity, even like opening a car door. You can start looking at just doing each piece of the cycle so that when you're engaged in life with real people, you remember to reach out. You remember to take in the, you know, the words of of praise that someone's saying for you instead of deflecting them. Right. All those kinds of little ways where we avoid nourishment. And right. So I really we want need it. people. Absolutely we need, need it. it. Yes. Now listen, we only have about five minutes left. So okay. I want you to tell our listening audience where they can find you. And if you've written anything, which I think you have, I'd like you to tell everybody where they can find that and what your service is so that uh, if people can need you and, and want to find you, they will be able to. Okay? You sure. I'm Annie Brooke, B-R-O-O-K, and you can go to AnnieBrook.com. And there are articles, there are free articles, there are articles for sale. There are, um, I've written two books and a third book on the way, How Birth Influences Behavior. And these are all meant to be sort of guides for reflection with right. skills. Uh, one of the skills that I think really helps retrain our brain from its own survival habits is the skill of uh, movement, learning how to help the body move in different ways. So I have a book on movement education. I have another book that helps parents and even grown-ups understand how early infant crawling patterns set the brain up for a sense of satisfaction or a sense of defense. That's called From Conception to Crawling. And I've got some couples e-books so I'm just all about sharing information and letting people, you know, build skill sets because we you know, can the only place learn. Is on your website? You can also go to Amazon. Okay. It's, it's on Amazon, and you can just Google Annie Brook, right. and yeah. you'll find the books there. I have a DVD set as well that shows movements. I work a lot with infants to adults. I especially like working to help infants repair a birth trauma or children or couples to look at how their early attachment patterns are exploding their marriage rather than healing it. Mm. And I'm and I have a training a whole program. Other girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much. I, I do I, have a training program for therapists, and so um, I'm happy to share this and just delighted in what you're doing about pleasure. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure, and I am so happy that you were able to join me here today. And my folks out there, remember, uh, 
Also on Amazon.com are my three books, um, Loving Sex, Every Woman's Guide to Sensual Sexuality, Don't Do It in the Dark, An Enlightened Guide to Sensual Sexuality, and Adventures of a Modern Aphrodite, which is some of the funniest, most outrageous, fantastic, interesting, and educational shows I've ever done in my Pleasure Party experience. You know, we only have a couple of minutes left, and um, I want to tell everybody out there that I love doing these radio programs, and I hope that when you listen to them, that you benefit, that you have some food for thought, that you can look at yourself in an introspective kind of way and grow from any of the understandings that you adopt. Because I'm not trying to tell you how to think. I'm only telling you that it's important to think, to look inside, to allow your spirit the opportunity to represent. Because if it's just your ego leading the way with no voice from your spirit, you will constantly be in turmoil. It is your spirit, it is your heart that helps you to lead your way and to find, and then it is your mind, which is like a nice little pet, which is there to help you when you need to figure things out. But your heart is your best guide. And if you listen to it, and if you are in the present, and if you love yourself, you will be able to love others. I want to thank you all very, very much for being here. I probably won't have... Um, another conversation for a while, but I will be back, and I hope that you will all join me when I once again regale you with tales from your pleasure. I hope that you have a great night, a great summer, a great rest of the year, and um, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Namaste. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.